Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about the power of rehearsal. There's an executive vice president who demands high performance from anyone presenting in front of him. If you're at the director level or above, he expects you to succinctly summarize key points, then lead a lively discussion. This works well for many of the men and women in his division, but not for Chris. The more he prepared for the executive vice president's presentations, the more anxious he got. Over time, his performance declined to the point where the EVP was close to banning him from presenting at all. Chris felt himself hurtling towards a cliff without any way to stop himself from shooting off the edge. After meeting Chris, I felt certain he was plummeting downhill not because of his presentation skills, but rather because of his rehearsal skills. If your presentations could use a bit of polishing, rehearsing wisely is a must. Here are three ways to make your rehearsals productive and powerful. First, accept this fact. Rehearsal improves performance. Chris desperately wanted to believe that his rehearsals would improve his performance, and they might have if he weren't clutching them so tightly that he strangled all the benefits out of them. But at least he was doing it. All too often, corporate presenters think they can work on their slides one minute, then walk down the hall and present the next, to which I say, Oh, really? I think that's like putting a football player in a chair to study the playbook without letting him on the field until game day. How good can he be? Another argument that I hear all the time against rehearsing is that people are so busy they simply don't have time. I understand. And, look, if you're prepping a couple of slides for the weekly staff meeting, it might not be a good trade-off to block out rehearsal time from your schedule. Although, I would challenge you on that. I bet you could find ten minutes to walk through your key ideas, maybe during your commute the night before, or in the shower in the morning, or on your way into the office. Any of those would be a rehearsal, and it would improve your performance. So, for a low-visibility situation like that, you might not have to block out time to rehearse formally. But it's astonishing to me that people make the same I-don't-have-time argument when they're facing a money presentation where their performance really could affect the outcome. Not rehearsing in that situation is a losing trade-off. Research has shown unequivocally rehearsal makes you better. That's why we use it to train our police and our pilots, our astronauts and our ambulance responders Accept it. Rehearsal improves performance. Schedule rehearsal time on your calendar and keep the appointment. Here's rule number two. Rehearse out loud. Have you ever had this experience? You rigorously think through a set of ideas. Everything is completely clear in your head. Then, when you go to explain it for the first time, it doesn't come out of your mouth at all the way you imagined it. Why does this happen? Because the part of your brain that manages spoken language doesn't get any stimulation when you reflect thoughtfully about your ideas. Your speech center doesn't get activated while you're building your PowerPoint slides either. So working at your computer is only half your prep. The other half is rehearsing out loud. If you don't speak your material out loud before presenting, then once you begin, 
you'll be showing us your first rehearsal. There is no way you'll be at your best. Now, interestingly, Chris accepted this lesson. He did rehearse out loud, but his rehearsals were paralyzing him because he was violating the third and final rule for rehearsing. Number three, don't rehearse to repeat. Memorization is hard work, and if you happen to master that task, speaking memorized words authentically is even harder. That's what paralyzed Chris. He was trying to learn words to say by rote. But rehearsing shouldn't be about memorizing a script. Instead, think of your material as a ski slope. You're standing at the top of the mountain looking down the run. You don't have to ski in the same tracks you made during your previous run. You only have to get safely to the bottom of the hill. And there are lots of ways down the hill. Are some paths better than another? Well, to be honest, yeah. But if you happen to cut to the left and realize you're going to skip that wonderful clump of trees over on the right, well, no one knows but you. It doesn't matter. Focus on getting down the hill. I'll bet you already do this naturally. Don't you have a story you've told for years about some event, a, a vacation or a wedding or the birth of a child, and depending on who's listening, can't you make it funny or suspenseful, short or long? When you weave your way through those variations, do you try to tell the story exactly the way you told it last time? No. You know how to get down the hill, no matter where you find yourself on the hill. You're comfortable with all those variations, because every time you told it before was a rehearsal for telling it this time. I coached Chris to consider his rehearsal a success if he expressed his ideas differently from his previous rehearsal. To help him relax further, I encouraged him to rehearse, out loud, of course, as if he were talking to a close colleague or a friend. He found his stranglehold easing. And with those three lessons in mind, his performance began to improve, and that terrifying cliff he'd felt himself rushing toward turned into a very manageable little bump. So in recap, here are the three lessons. Number one, make rehearsal part of your prep Every time, it improves performance. Number two, rehearse out loud. Activate the spoken language center of your brain. Number three, don't memorize or repeat yourself. Strive to say it differently each time. If you're interested in improving your presentation skills, we have many other podcasts that might interest you. Three that you might find helpful are Creating Charisma, Managing Nervousness, and keeping repeated material fresh. You can find those podcasts on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's, dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That will take you to an archive of all our podcasts, where you can search by categories that interest you. From the archive, you can download PDFs of every tip to save for yourself or to forward to others. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for The Look and Sound of Leadership. Until next time, this is Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.